Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is very exciting. We have Jordan Stevens joining us for a very deep and important and fun conversation about this divide among all people from the African diaspora. Who's ready to start? I'm ready. Are you ready? Jordan, are you there? You hear about There's no bosses here. We're just having a good time, baby. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> so just just to give you guys some some background on this episode, um, this is something that Deidre and I were just talking about in casual conversation, um, and it also ended up becoming a topic of conversation on my Facebook page. If you have me as a friend on Facebook, you know the confuckery that that conversation became. And yes, like many people in media, I use my personal life as inspiration for content so it became a podcast episode um jordan tell the people your background well i ain't shit if we're just gonna start off with <laughs> real. Uh, i mean who, who really is <laughs> no good person is really shit honestly um <laughs> i'm jordan background I'm yeah black. we're <laughs> being descent you're black of uh, Caribbean descent. So, w- what does that mean specifically? Tell the people. What that means specifically, <laughs> that means that half my family made it all the way to America during the transatlantic slave trade. The other half got dropped off on the islands. Hello. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Your mom is from St. Croix. Um. Yes and no. So that's the part I now. I just, you know, we actually never talked about that. Yeah, we never so have. My mom's side of the family. Let's talk about it now. My mom's side of the family is actually from Beaufort, St. Lucia. So oh. that's where they started, uh, at least you know, again, slave trade, all that shit. And then they ended up at St. Croix somehow, somewhere over the rainbow. I don't remember how many years that was. And then between those strange times, like when their visas expired, they ended up between Puerto Rico and St. Croix. So my mom grew up basically between Puerto Rico and St. Croix. Nice. And then your dad is of African-American descent? I mean, sorry. (laughs) And you were born in the uh, Mesquite, Texas. You were born in Texas. I think it'll be helpful to dive into like the differences between like ethnicity and race and all that jazz, because I feel like there's a big confusion or misconception. A lot of people think that their race is where in the Caribbean they're from. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I've heard people be asked like, what are you which I think is such a problematic question and then you'll hear people say oh I'm Jamaican and such and such and it's like girl that's not your race that's your you know nationality <laughs> you know like do you guys think it'll be helpful to dive into that or should we just go straight to our experiences no we uh, definitely can dive in because you know again I'm very educated but uneducated when it comes to some race relations lay it out on the table <laughs> for me I may be stupid maybe. <laughs> nobody here is stupid <laughs> but we all are gonna learn something today um, well, for one, remember, hey, Isa, during 
the post that I thought was very amazing, quite frankly. You were told at one point that you were not black enough to be a part of that conversation. Do you remember that? It was implied, yes. Do you remember it was your post? Yeah. It, it was implied, it, essentially. Um, so somewhere along the line, Heiza is considered not black enough when really actually she is considered Afro Latina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah. that's what she is. She got black up in there. She got some European up in there, all that jazz, but she's Who from knows? the Caribbean. <laughs> Who knows, you know, but she considers herself Afro Latina and, yeah. and, um, that gives her one, the right to have this conversation. <laughs> that's number one. Um, but number two, that doesn't take away from her being black. It doesn't make her any more or less black. Um, I'm considered Afro-Caribbean. I am of African descent. I am a black woman who was raised in the Caribbean. That makes me Afro-Caribbean. Jordan, you're essentially considered African-American, which you're so dope. Like you get to like be raised by Caribbean people and African-Americans. So you kind of have a little bit of both. There's a whole lot of um, ass beat household, so. Um, hello. I mean, listen, I think black people, no matter where in the world they reside, yeah. beat their kids' asses. <laughs> you know, like, let's be clear. Whether you in America, Africa, or Caribbean, you're getting your ass whooped. <laughs> Pretty much. But, so, I'm, um, is it safe to assume that your mom is black, Jordan? Yes. Very dark, you know. Real so, dark. she's Afro-Caribbean. Yeah. She's black. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, that helps, you know, because we're all black people having a conversation about our blackness. Yeah. And our different Black experiences. And I, I think, essentially, when it comes to race, people don't realize that there are only three major groups in terms of the word race. One, race is a social construct. We're going to talk about that at some Indeed. point on this podcast. Indeed. But yeah. biologically, there's only three races. So you're either Black, that White, or Asian. That's it. Exactly. That's and literally it. there are subgroups from that. So there comes in your, your ethnicity. So exactly. you can be Hispanic or Latino, depending on what area you're from. And that's another thing you dive into because a lot of people call me Hispanic, but I'm not from a Spanish speaking country. So I'm not Hispanic. I'm Latina because I'm from Latin America and I'm of Latin descent. Thank you for knowing that. Yeah. Be Thank, cool. you. <laughs> Thank you. Guys. Um, hey, you um, we all needed right? that. Oh. All the yeah. people needed it. Like if if I had a Mexican background, then you can call me Hispanic because Mexican is Mexico is a Spanish speaking country. Just stuff like that. Like there's there's so much that goes into the conversation on race and ethnicity and nationality. A lot of people from the Caribbean or other places within the diaspora, even even African people, specifically refer to themselves by their nationality or their ethnicity or what have you. So as opposed to their race, exactly. Yeah, because of the fact that as much as racism is a thing everywhere, for example, Deidre, in in my experience and yours, we grew up around Black people in a place that's majority Black. So we never felt the need to specify or say, I'm a Black person. We always said, well, I'm from the Virgin Islands. So in comparison for African-Americans, it's important for them to say, I'm Black because of that layer of like racism and the things that they have to deal with um, right within you know the United States itself. Do you feel um, this is a question for both Heiza and Jordan? Do you guys feel like there is that sense of warm welcome when a black person from a different part of the world enters the United States? From my experiences, yes. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you know, me and my boy Justin talk about this thing all the time. Uh, I think that's a product of slavery in America. Absolutely. Because we were, our families were so used to being split up every day. We never know who's going right. to be who or where, who gets sold where, who died this. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, slave auctions up on Sunday morning, and you've got 
12 new people living in a house with you, so automatically they family. Like, right. you don't have time to bicker about where you're from, why you were, or what happened. Like, I'm here, let's right. try to survive. I'm just trying to make it from sun up to sundown. So, in my experiences, that's definitely how, like, even my immediate family operates. Yeah. For sure, with anybody of color. Like, who are you? You knew you need a place to stay. You, you got food. Like, come on over. Food. Yeah. Yeah, you cool. What about you, Hayaza? Um, I, uh, I think, I don't know. I think it's subjective. Um, because I think to an extent, I do definitely agree with you in terms of just that camaraderie that we have as black people. Like, especially when, when I moved to Arizona, I remember me and Steven like counting the amount of black people that we could see. Um, and, (laughs) and it's like now, you know, living in Arizona, when we see black people, it's like, Hey friend, like, Oh my God, you're black come here like I want to be friends with you but black things together right um but then for example when I went to PV for undergrad we're at an HBCU there's a bunch of black people I don't feel like I was and I'm not going to say you know anything bad happened or I felt excluded I, I never felt excluded I just didn't feel as welcome into black space like I felt like I had to prove my blackness in order to like insert myself mm-hmm. into black spaces because I was from yeah. the Caribbean and then for example when I won Miss PV Jordan I don't know if you remember but like people were commenting under the announcement like oh so we're, we're no longer an HBCU like that's what's happening yeah they was upset Yikes. like Yo, and I, he's not black what? and I was just like I'm a whole black person what is this what is this Jeez. about do you think that that's specifically about your complexion, like how you look on the outside, or do you think that it's because you're from the Caribbean, or both? I think it's both. Main, it comes in mainly because of my complexion, because people always see me and they think I'm like racially ambiguous to a certain extent. They mm-hmm. want to know what I am. Afro-Latino right. was not a big part of the conversation, especially on social media until a few years ago. And I'll really? admit... I never even referred to myself as an Afro-Latina until a few years ago because I needed someone to provide that context and to literally give me the information to say, hey, hey, Isa, I don't know if you know, but the fact that you're Black and a Latina, there's a word for that. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. Like, I was really excited. I was like, I belong to a group. A <laughs> like, category. Yes. Yeah, I, I have, like, an ethnicity now. This is so great. Like, I was so excited. But just that's that's the struggle and i think that's where the animosity comes in and the whole like oh no this isn't cultural appropriation or oh you're just you're a black person and we have the exact same experience or you're a black person but you're not black black like all of these different variations come from the fact that we don't understand each other it's a lack of information and a lack it of comes back to a lack of information like i'm gonna ask you jordan because all of your schooling was essentially in the states did you yes. guys get any shrivel of caribbean history at all i'm pretty uh, sure we all know the answer to that uh-huh Good. did you guys caribbean, get did, caribbean what caribbean history like were you guys taught any bit of caribbean history exactly i am 27 years old and i am just now finding things out because i'm looking for a wow we literally oh wow don't mention Caribbean history at all. Like, not even like, oh, hey, they kind of stopped here on the way to America. It's Africa, America, slavery, Jim Crow, present. That's right. it. That's like, even in Texas, now, we focus on like four years worth of Texas history, which is mostly slavery. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the information is also inaccurate because we're now acknowledging that what we were taught in the textbooks is not real or you know, wildly fabricated. Just fabricated. Wow. You know, yeah. Fabricated, yeah. Now, you know, Hayaiza and I had the, um, we were fortunate enough to be taught American history because where we're from is a U.S. territory. I'm but so even sorry. that history, you know, it was, I know, listen. <laughs> so I don't know how it was in Central. I'm pretty sure it was the same because we were in the same school district. But um, when I was in Complex, we were required in order to graduate to have U.S. history, Virgin Islands history, and Caribbean history. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And we had to stand up every morning and say the pledge. We had to know the Pledge of Allegiance. We had to know the 50 states and their capitals. We had to know all this stuff. But then I leave the Virgin Islands after 18 years and go to Virginia, and they're like, where are you from? They don't know that there's tons of islands in the Caribbean. They don't know that, you know, there is development. You know, it may not be theirs, but it's, you know, there's development. So Biden and I simply just answer the questions, you know? Yeah. Sometimes then, those conversations don't go like that, though. And, and then, too, like, I, I try to be more forgiving of people because when I think about movies and media and just all of the representations, and I tried to think about it again before this episode, every, as a child, every representation of a Caribbean person that I had was extremely stereotypical in terms of just movies and media. So you had people yeah. like Sebastian the Crab, who was like a extremely <sighs> Jamaica and like red crab with the big lips yeah and kiss the, the girl <laughs> yeah which one Jamaican people don't even speak the way that they're represented they, largely they, in they media don't. they don't speak they like don't. that and then you have people like um old dude from how Stella got her groove back which I will never oh god ever for that representation because oh, fuck him. it was the worst um it was horrible and he had this whole like Stella like just the way he was talking and I was like we don't <laughs> and then on top of that it's like one the the representations of Jamaican people are wrong two all of the representations are some form of Jamaican person yeah. So always. even yeah, when the always. movie is located somewhere else, or for example, there are movies that were filmed in the Virgin Islands, and you can't tell the difference between the Virgin Islands and any other Caribbean island because all you're hearing is steel pan music, and somebody has on a flower shirt, and there's and white Caribbean. and there's white people everywhere on vacation. Period. That's it. That's what the Caribbean is to these people. You know, it's so, misrepresentation. Yeah. So when I went to Virginia and this was my first US, like I live here now, and people were speaking to me and asking me questions about the Caribbean and just being real stereotypical, I was pissed the fuck off because I was like, this is what y'all think about us. And then every time I would speak, they'll be like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I'll be like, when oh, in, in the past two minutes, when did the word man leave my mouth? Yeah, that's when I get offended, when you don't have to try to speak like me to relate to me. You can continue speaking the way you speak. You, you don't have to come up with this very fake, forced Caribbean accent to try to relate to me. It's offensive at that point. Just like if a Black American person is talking to somebody who's not Black, who's white, and that white person suddenly starts to have this very, very, you know, Black accent. If they start hitting urban. us with the periods and the, yeah. a very urban, thank you very much, John. <laughs> Jordan. But if that happened, it would be the same. Wouldn't you be offended if, like, you met a Madison and she's all of a sudden, like, period, and doing the most and rolling her that neck? That just That's made offensive. my skin crawl. Exactly. So imagine how we feel when you've got a, just anybody who's not Caribbean who's trying to have a conversation with you and then they're hitting you with the fake accent. And that is why I was code switching. Right. <laughs> right. I know. Like, 
for years people wanted to know especially when I was in college and I lived in the states like hey I said why are you talking like this and I'm like I don't think y'all understand that every time I open my mouth and it's an accent that comes out the conversation stops or I'm being mimicked or somebody's regurgitating some like fake Jamaican accent back to me and it's incredibly offensive and when I try to explain that it's offensive it's laughed off because I'm black so I don't get to be offended about cultural things because it's yeah there's this understanding that I didn't agree to that all of our cultures are the same no that's no and that's what's interesting because on one hand we have that we have a lot of black americans who feel like listen we all black so we got a right to each other's culture on another hand we have this huge divide we have this huge like this misconception like i feel like there was a post that i was recently interacting on where this girl flat out said i have a question for all the women from the caribbean why do you feel like you're better than black american women and there was a huge debate discussion a fight about it essentially so i'm confused i'm like okay which one is it are we the same are we all black and we kicking it or are you guys having one culture we're having another and we're taking it from each other like which one is it so yeah the question is for those of us that are descended from the caribbean but don't like have any real access not saying google and shit don't exist the question is how is it that we make these connections with i mean like you somebody both of you who were born on the island have more extensive experience in the culture without feeling like we're being like ripped apart there have been plenty of times you know try to take i've tried to take part in conversation like i don't know what the hell y'all talk about but somebody teach me please and niggas be like, nah, fam. Like, <laughs> stay over there. Oh, you got the little flag in your bio? You That's probably cute, know where but you're from. Like, you don't even know what like, town you're from. <laughs> but I do, thankfully, I've done enough research. I've done yeah, enough talking to my family. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm actually in the process of trying to figure out where both sides of my family, like, originated from in Africa. Nice. Which means, guess where I have to go oh, back for? Papa, you got to stop in the Caribbean. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I've really been looking back, uh, especially my mom's side of the family, going way back to Beaufort, and apparently, like, a really large part of my mom's family there are Taino people, so I'm trying to figure out, oh, crap, okay, now I gotta figure out, like, this branch of who over here and why, but it's, like, people in, of the Caribbean diaspora don't want you to get into it. It's almost like, like you said, there's some people gatekeeping, like, oh, bro, you didn't grow up on the island with me, so, you know, I ain't fucking with you. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. I guess it depends on who you ask because I've never, I don't know. I can only speak for the people that I have access to. Of course. I don't know anybody who would ever try to deny somebody access. If that makes sense. Like I was just in an Uber the other day and the driver, she said that her mom is Jamaican, but her mom like left them when she was really little. So she has no access to her Jamaican relatives. She knows nothing. And here I am like, girl, find your family. Like find out who your parents, find out who your mother belong to and go visit. And get, you know, like, I'm like, go like try to find them, you know, but I can only speak for me and the people who raised me like I was raised by people who treasure knowing your history and knowing who you come from but that was a fear I used to have before like I would meet guys in the states and be like I like you but could I ever bring you to the Virgin Islands I don't know like can you respect my culture didn't realize that'd ever be a thought it's it's always a thought and then think about it like this because for Caribbean people and Jordan think about your experience if I have and I'm obviously probably going to have kids with an african-american man what is going to be my children's experience of their culture Mm -hmm. 
for me, my culture, I don't, I don't even give it a second thought. I grew up in the Virgin Islands. It's a part of who yeah. I am, They're but my kids are, from. yeah, but my kids are going to be essentially African-American. American, yeah. So what is their experience going to be like? And can I have kids with a person who thinks it's funny to mock my accent? You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's something that comes into play for us because there's, there's that divide. That's hard because it feels like disrespect. I mean, yeah. it is disrespect, you know? And then it's like, do I want to set that example for my kids? Do I want my kids to have to see me get mad at my spouse because they tried it? <laughs> you know? Do like, I want my kids to mock my accent in the future? To mock like, my accent. And even mm-hmm. like further to that, do I want my kids to feel like there's something wrong with where they're from, where their mom is from? You know, like if dad, especially if dad's not really open to it, if dad, God, imagine hearing your dad complain about, imagine that, like having parents, one is from somewhere in the Caribbean and one is not. And then the parent who's not from the Caribbean is pissed whenever we have to go visit family in the Caribbean and all. Imagine if that's like a a point of like fighting in the house, you know, like, damn it, do we really have to go visit your family down there? Like, it probably would make sense to have a partner who respects and appreciates your culture and embraces it more than anything you know yeah i I guess that's the african-american in me where i've never thought like this would be a thing because again we're all sitting here as black people these are thoughts i have about like god help me if i ever and whoever drags me this think about like uh marrying outside my race those are thoughts i have but it's never been a thought for me like amongst black people from wherever you're from what i will say is a really beautiful thing though and you guys can let me know your thoughts on this is that as much as there's a divide within the diaspora we've found ways to like create cultures of our own and then those cultures still have those connections so there's a lot of things that happen in the caribbean or you know a part of caribbean culture that are very similar to african-american culture and there's parts yeah. of, of African-American culture that I'm absolutely obsessed and in love with because y'all literally found a way to create this beautiful, dope-ass existence in trash, ghetto-ass America. And I just... Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that so dope? It is. It's so dope. You know, like, I was... I think I was in the shower yesterday. I was thinking about that. The whole... If you're from way over here off East Bumblefuck, middle of nowhere... And I'm from Texas, you're from St. Croix, whatsoever. How is it that culturally we still have some of the same things? How is it that we still make, somehow found a way to make similar dishes or we've made similar <laughs> type of music or this side or the other? We've all never met each other. So it's somewhere origin. <laughs> came from the motherland somewhere. We just happened to get dispersed in different places before it's we true. that place. Yeah, it's so true. We are definitely more connected than we are. Than we different. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can culturally appropriate our shit. It just means yeah. we're connected. We yeah, we can all appreciate each other's stuff without taking it and capitalizing on it and just being awful about it, you know? What do you think we can do though, you guys, for this conversation to continue in a healthy way? I think be open to the conversation. Just, that's number one. I yeah. agree. Be open to the conversation. Um Caribbean people, I think that we need to not only be open to saying, hey, I feel like this is cultural appropriation. I think we need to be open to saying, hey, um, there are some some of our people in the States that feel like they want to connect to our culture and we're being kind of assholes about it. And maybe yeah, we should let's, let's welcome them. Yeah. yeah. 
I just want to know, about. okay? I don't. I want to know <laughs> more than the fucking stereotypes. I actually want to understand myself. Yeah. Do you talk to your mom about it ever? Um, as of recently, yeah. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I won't. She's just not I don't want to say she doesn't have like she's not like a good source for information. But I've grown up with you. I know damn near all your stories and everything that you experienced on the island. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to get back to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You've never visited? Um, so remember that thing where I said the whole family dispersed from the mm-hmm. island? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not really close. Now, I don't mean to put the family business out here, but like up until my grandfather's funeral last year, my mama hadn't talked to her oldest sister in like 15 years. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard. It's really hard trying to figure out like who's actually going to pick up my phone call and like right. open to talk to me about it. Wow. I, I say try. I, sh- I say try. I say I, try yeah. because you know what? The same way you feel, I'm sure you have cousins who feel the same way that you do. So start with the people in your generation. We literally do. Me and my cousins, a couple of my cousins uh, from Virginia, actually, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. Like, bruh, we're in our late 20s, early 30s. We don't know shit about that side of the family or what really mm-hmm. happened or what's going on we're trying to figure it out now we just out here blindly walking in the dark looking for food yeah it's confused. yeah definitely just, <laughs> at least you guys want to yeah be open to the the conversation and if if you're even if you're african-american and you don't necessarily have a direct connection to the caribbean i would encourage you to still do the research like you don't owe it to us to know every damn thing about Caribbean culture because, again, the Caribbean is not one monolithical like place yeah. where everybody's the same. But at least do some research on the different countries in the Caribbean and Absolutely. just our culture and where things come from because... Because even within the Caribbean, everyone has different cultures. <laughs> you know, like, that's something else. Like, there's not one Caribbean culture. You know, like every island, every country, they have their own ways of doing things. You know, it's very similar, but yeah. it's not all one culture. Yeah. So, hmm, should we have a part two to this episode is, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I kind of feel like we should. I because you know what? This is something else that, remember we talked earlier about like if somebody like marries somebody who's not a part of their group if, if you will there's a little bit of like a snarkiness yeah. one of my friends who's got a haitian boyfriend he took her mind you she's from like she's from home she's another caribbean woman mm-hmm. but um he took her to a haitian restaurant and you know they were speaking did i speak what patois yeah creole whatever that they were speaking their language while ordering the food Mm-hmm. And the minute the server realized that she wasn't Haitian, there was a cold shoulder. <laughs> but we, we, we definitely have to continue this conversation. Um, For sure. So Deidre and I are going to hit the drawing board and see how, you know, what other side of the conversation we can explore. If you're listening to the episode, you guys, we have a legit email now. Okay. Hello. So it, it doesn't have a domain, but like we're on Gmail, you know, you can email Talk us. Talk to now. us nice. Um, Send us the thing. Yeah. If you have other sides of the conversation that you want to contribute to, it doesn't necessarily have to be as a guest, just things that you think we should touch on. Or, or you can DM us on Instagram. Bitch, we on Twitter. You can Hello. tweet <laughs> us. I'm not done. We're on Facebook. I've done my homework. Hello. We everywhere. We everywhere. Okay. Y'all, let me just tell you, I left. I took a hiatus. I came back with a co-host, bitch. I came back with four Curious social media kid. accounts. 
I upgraded. Exactly. And we're operating that thing out of two different time zones. Okay. So we always responded. (laughs) So just know you can literally talk to us anywhere on social media. Deidre is finesse in life as my new co-host. So feel free to have conversations with her. Jordan can be found on Twitter. Talk to. Hey, Jordan. Where can we find you? Share your handle, babe. Ooh. It's uncle. Underscore. <laughs> oh, let me write this shit down so I could go troll him. Uncle Either. underscore Stevens. S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. Also, real quick, uh-huh. if, you know, people want to follow and support my band because I am a big band leader. I'm a musician. Follow us on Instagram <gasps> at new underscore order BB. That is the new order big band. Or if you want to see me lost in the woods all the time, follow my Instagram. The birds underscore the word underscore. D birds underscore spell the last part of your IG. The word. Uh, the word. Oh, the like, word. Okay. Like yeah. The, the birds bird. underscore the word. Okay, good. I didn't quite hear that. My bad. Good. <laughs> um, if you want pure tomfoolery shenanigans, follow me on any of those platforms. I promise you'll get sick of me. <laughs> All right. So, Deidre, if you want, you can uh, close us out, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Um, I really hope you make it to St. Croix, St. Lucia, wherever else in the Caribbean you want to go. This was such a good chat. You guys really hit us up so we could continue the conversation. We're going to continue this conversation online with you guys, but we also want to have a part two. So give us some guest suggestions. Let us know what you guys want to talk about. And we are going to catch you guys next time. Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kickin' It family. Find us on all social media platforms at Good Up Pod. Use hashtag Good Up Tuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash Good Up Podcast.